0: How's it going, guys? Carla, back at it again at Smashcast. I got a very special guest with me today, Cordell Nixon, out from Las Vegas, Nevada. Cordell is a uh, man of many th- talents. He's a bodybuilder. Um, he's a uh, nutrition specialist. Uh, he runs and manages size up supplements here in Las Vegas as well. Uh, so for your supplement needs, this podcast is sponsored by Size Up Supplements. Get your supplements there. All right guys, uh so Cordell, how's it going man? It's going very well. Thank you man. Yes, thank you for coming. Appreciate the support. You've got a great voice by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Cordell, um Let's pretend that people don't know who you are. You know, let's, let's, let's tell the people who you are. Yeah, tell let's paint the picture.
1: Definitely. So uh, Cordell is actually a uh, chocolate island boy from Hawaii. <laughs> so think of an island boy, but chocolate. Okay. So that's where the voice comes into play. Got it. So from Hawaii, moved to, moved to Vegas maybe eight years now. But my background is going to be bodybuilding nutrition, training, posing, anything like nutrition related, health related. So I actually started bodybuilding back in sixth grade, sixth grade, sixth grade. Yeah. My mom actually is a powerlifter, weightlifter. Really? My dad's military. He's a runner. So my mom got me into bodybuilding, weight training, lifting sixth grade. So, wow.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Opposite. Um, Started reading all the, all the fitness magazines Men's Health, Muscle Development Magazines, and she took me to the gym, training on base at the gym, bench pressing, doing everything at sixth grade. Wow. So that got me started. Moved. I was in Okinawa, by the way. I was actually in Okinawa in sixth grade. Okinawa. Okay, I didn't even know you were from Hawaii. Parents are military, guys. That's why I'm all over the world. I got Hawaii, I got Las Vegas, but I started bodybuilding with like, getting into the whole industry and just learning how to train in Okinawa. Okay. So with my mom on base, military gym, you know, working out. From there, we moved to California. That's when I finished. I, started, I finished middle school, started high school, and I got still uh, bodybuilding, learning all the traits, learning all the, you know, different poses. And I moved to San Clemente, California. Um, really nice place. That was my junior year of high school. Uh, actually, I lied, sophomore year of high school. And I actually met, uh, his name is uh, Big Boy. You guys might know him by Strength Cartel. Mm. And we went to school together. And he actually was a yoked uh, football player. He looked like a Spanish Arnold. He was just sculpted. Nice. And this guy was actually, he was, a, he was a junior at the time. But he was about 220, shredded. This guy was dedicated as hell, eating chicken breasts, egg whites, just fish. He was like the most disciplined could have ever met in my life. And that inspired me to really like start pushing harder. So I, I literally looked, looked, looked up, Looked under him, I like followed everything he did. Like whatever he did, I did. And it was pretty pretty rough because he was literally gung-ho. Like he had no he had no wastebone in his body. Which is why now he is the way he is today. But he got me going in regarding just like knowing how to train um properly. Because we all go to the gym and we're bodybuilders, we're actually building muscle, or lifting weights, but properly training to Everybody your body look like a bodybuilder is a whole different world. Mm-hmm. So we're in San Clemente, California. I moved from there back to Hawaii. Um, and that's where I actually do my first bodybuilding competition is in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, the first show was the Mr. High School in Hawaii. I took uh, second place to that, uh, first show ever. And from there I got hooked on actually competing. So the whole posing situation, learning how to pose, learning how to actually dial in. Um, I was stubborn. Most people get their own, you know, team and squad. I did everything myself. Mm. So I just had to kind of, you know, learn the hard way and just learn everything through trial and error. So from there, um, I just competed. So from 06 to probably 2012, I was doing my own thing, uh, bodybuilding, learning everything through trial and error. And that's like the foundation of how I got started. Nice. So you first started bodybuilding, competing
0: in in junior year, right? First ever show. Wow, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. When everybody else was doing football, you exactly. training. Exactly. I think I picked up my first barbell in ninth grade. Nice. Yeah. So sixth grade. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. that's insane. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like a good age that you that you recommend people to to get to get started? Or
1: I think why not? You know, it's, it's more so. Um, I think with the way it is now with social media and everything, people are really wanting to get in shape, too. And, and I think middle school is perfect. You know, you're already starting weight training as, as it is, but it's good and bad. I would just say make sure you have the right direction, make sure you have the right the right mentor, the right coach, to have you um, be trained properly. You yeah. know, you don't just go in there and, and move bars around. It's just more so technique. So yeah. that's one thing I regret is not having the proper, you know, the, the proper direction going into the uh, working out properly because you can get injured real easy, you yeah. know, as for we're still kids middle school so we're still growing we're not fully developed so you can get easy you can easily get injured but mm-hmm. you can also heal fast as well but mm-hmm. it's it can give you some pros and cons most kids they follow the kids and the kids don't really have any direction they're doing what they want this this kind of freestyling for the most part mm-hmm. um but when it comes to working out it's your a lot of things you do are injury prone so one thing I one thing I would say do is starting at that age is perfect, but just make sure you have the right the right coach, the right the right direction. Right so direction. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my only thing I would say do. Besides that, I am off for working out sixth grade, you know, sixth grade and up, why not? That's insane, man. Mm-hmm. So like from and how old are you now? I just turned thirty. Nice. Mm-hmm. 30 30. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and what and how many shows have you you think you've competed now?
1: Man, uh, I've done a total of 10 shows. 10 shows. Okay. You know, been competing since 2006. And I've always done you know, at least one to two shows back to back. Just trying to learn everything trial and error, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to get, get my uh, foundation down and. You know, the sport definitely isn't something you kind of do overnight. It takes mm-hmm. it's more of definitely more of a uh, marathon than a race. Definitely,
0: so, mm-hmm. and I I think that's a lot of people's misconception is uh, they they go into something like this thinking like oh like I'm gonna hop on the stage next year, you know, and they don't know like you, Cordell, have been on been doing this in sixth grade and you and you're still doing it and yep. um and it takes time to build quality muscle right yeah um and people just think it's they there's like always an easy way out but there isn't mm-hmm. right yeah um what are your latest shows
1: that you want to share with people that that um that you had and when i actually started um really diving in and i started getting the muscle maturity because one thing when you start at a young age is you don't have the maturity, you don't have the, you know, the the years of training in the gym, so you don't have that look, that polished, that chiseled look. Mm-hmm. So as I started, you know, grinding more in the gym, and um, we'll take it back to where I left Hawaii and moved to Vegas, and that's kind of you know I was 20, 23 when I came here, and I had a lot more you know under my belt from training since since uh since two thousand six mm-hmm. bodybuilding wise, and so I went to California, I did the West Coast Classic. And I um, won my class, and I ended up looking like I had the best physique, I had the best condition, you know, I had the best posing. Um, and then I did another show that the next year, and I actually ended up winning the overall for that show as well. So I did a, I did two Cali shows back to back, and I'm like, man, I I feel that where I'm at is is perfect, but I feel like I need something else, like mm-hmm. something's missing from the puzzle. And that's when I, you know, I started maybe reevaluating what I need to do regarding, regarding, you know, who else can I add to the table? You know, the, the whole team effect. So I started to try, try to figure out a way to kind of build a team, mm-hmm. um, people who are in my best interest, people who can help me, you know, push even further with my physique. And then who, what did you, what did you find out in mm-hmm. that? Like who did well, you bring on and what, what did you think about? Yeah. Well, lately what I brought, I, what I brought on, I, I know the importance of body work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I reached out to my, to my buddy and mentor. He's a brother too. Uh, Muscle Whisperer Josh, Josh Truix, he's, he got me on board with, um, just body work and taking care of my body because we have to realize that what we're doing on stage is, is more of an art. We're creating that illusion. So having the proper mobility, flexibility, you know, um, overall body, um, is going to help us pose and create that illusion and look better on stage. So working with him and then me actually realizing, Hey, I need to actually learn how to actually properly lift, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's when I, you know, ran into, I met with my and started working at the time, which was, uh. We won't say any names at all, but the previous stars was working mm-hmm. for, um, I met I met this uh very handsome gentleman named Carlo and another guy named Jay, and they <clears throat> mentioned, you know, what they're they're creating, what they had in the woodworks, you know, the smash iron. And um with that being said, I was thinking, you know, I need to I need to have a good team. And I was like, what am I doing that I maybe don't have the proper um science down to? And that was more the workouts. Mm. So just um, when we, when you and I linked up, when I linked up with Smash, we'll say as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. that was the one that I was missing, you know. And I felt that the way I've been training was more like a bodybuilder approach, mm-hmm. but it wasn't more. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't fine tuned to where I felt I can be maximizing my potential regarding growth and mass and maturity. Because I've always been told for, for shows that I needed um, overall density, overall size, overall shape, mm-hmm. and like I'm doing everything in the gym that I that I can do. Um, possible. So I feel I need to bring on another team. So implementing the, the body work and implementing actually like strength coaches, you know, someone actually knows the training to the T, you know, so working with you guys, you know, um, having Nick on board with me now. So I've actually taken about almost two years off now, you mm-hmm. know, just working with, with Smash Iron, working with you guys and you, you and, and you and Nick and just learning how to properly train and properly lift and it was it was hard because I'm the guy that's always competing every year. I'm like, I don't care if I don't look if I don't if I look even a splash better, mm. I'm still gonna compete.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's like, you know, I really I'm thirty years old now. Mm-hmm. I really wanna have my physique looking, you know, Olympia worthy. I don't wanna waste any time, I wanna make sure I can do everything I can do. So I felt uh talking with Nick, you know, he actually told me you can never really have too much, you know, too much help. You know, the the more the better. Mm-hmm. And that kinda opened my mind. I always thought, you know, being a bodybuilder you're on stage you know you're bowing the guy there's no one helping you out on stage it's all about you but mm-hmm. a lot of the growing and the maturity and, and all of it all of its a lot of us in the in the, uh, the background you mm-hmm. so know what's going on behind the scenes so having that positive team that, that keep you motivated keep you grinding um, helping you train to the T, avoiding injuries um, and that's one thing too he, he mentioned he mentioned too how important body work was too so him turning me on to bliss stretch you know which is she helped me out with with stretching mobility. Um, on top of him, like it was just a power team smash and working with bliss. And then I just, I really needed downtime. I think with bodybuilding a lot, it's, it's not healthy sport in a sense of what we do to our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we dial in for a show. We look like, like a God on stage, but we feel like crap internally. So mm-hmm. doing that year after year after year, you know, I feel my body need to break, which is maybe why I wasn't getting that kind of response. Mm-hmm. So taking these two two years off and working with you guys, I felt that it, it's definitely um, made a big, a big difference. Like, not even myself, people have said that I look a lot more dense, a nice. lot a lot better. You know, what are you doing? What are you taking? What drugs are you on? I'm like, nope, nothing to do with drugs, guys. It's, it's literally just, um, it's literally a different team, different approach. Mm-hmm. So I, I, feel, I, I feel that's something that, that's really helped me out this year. And I feel going to the next um, season of competing, I, I'm going to have a whole different physique. And it really turned me on to to me realizing that you definitely need a team. You know, it's a team effort, definitely, Wow. That's 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 a that's that's really good to know, man. Like, and
0: that's awesome that we that we did that for you. And I didn't know we had that much of of an influence. Oh yeah, um, and that's awesome, man. Uh, I do, literally do remember visiting you, and uh, man, Cordell Cordell was the guy to go to to get some supplements and just ask him because then he just has so much knowledge. He just literally just drops bombs like, no, actually you need this and you need that and you need this about adding this and adding that. And, um, I actually enjoyed coming to, you know, that (laughs) other place and talking to you, honestly. Um, so let's, let's talk more about that, um, about supplements. Um, and I I know you're really passionate about that. Um, can you explain what size up supplements is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about both. uh, yeah. Supplements in general. That's, that's kind of my background is, is, supplements. Like I felt that bodybuilding nutrition supplements, they all work in the same realm. So when I was in college in Hawaii, I started working at GNC, you know, on the military base. And I started really learning about supplements and realizing how important they are and how much they are. I like to say they're, they're a background to backbone to nutrition because a lot of it does um, play a key role when it comes to actually maximizing your, your, your uh, micronutrient uptake for growth and recovery and benefits and training. So I felt I needed a good foundation. I wanted to kind of, cause at the point I was doing everything myself. Mm-hmm. So I felt, you know, let me do, be my own coach, be my own nutritionist, be my own trainer, you know? So working at GNC at the time, my first ever supplement job and going from, going from, um, going from there um, to other places supplement wise, I felt that that was a good way to kind of help my body, you know, see what was needed and what wasn't needed, you know, on top of the the diet and eating. But when it comes to um, size up where I'm working with right now, these guys is just really, it's, it's not as you as you know yourself, it's not at all a corporate industry. It's not a corporate store. There is no commission. There is no pushing products. It's literally a team that that um, they have me create regarding a roster for people who are really here to do people a service. So what I consider when you come into size up is you're doing we're doing you a service. We're helping you get what you need towards your goal and that being that. That's that's it. We're not upselling you on anything, we're not Telling you something you don't really need and that's really growing in vegas people are recognizing the name we have the cold night as well too so people are acknowledging the name and the service we're doing q a's now too on our instagram so we're really trying to show our, our true colors and let people know how we are we're not the usual supplement store we're more of a urban upbeat vibe but we're literally just here to help you guys out with whatever you guys need towards your goal and everyone i have on board is either a trainer themselves or have some kind of um, certain health nutrition wise, or they have like these years of experience with supplements so they can do the best service to help whoever's looking for, you know, weight loss or muscle building, even like things for like diabetes and and gout. We don't really focus on that, but our knowledge is still there to where you can ask those questions. We can still get back to you with the proper direction as well. So it's it's a very unique, unique team, you know, size up started in Michigan. And there's six stores in Michigan, but we came to Vegas last year, um, and we're actually doing big things and regarding you know, just kinda of overall. People respect what we do and they know they know the approach is totally different. When you walk into the, the store, it's a different environment. There is no pushing or hassling. It's literally, what can I do for you? You know, and we show them what they need exactly. And we're they people are acknowledging that we're doing them a service, we're helping them out to come back later on and bringing their friends, bringing their family and it's it's really positive.
2: Yeah, that's
0: but, awesome. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's a good it's a good um it's a good, I mean, it's a good place to come. I honestly, like I love going in there and um, people are knowledgeable. Um, and it's not like, it's not like a GNC, you know, Mm -hmm. not to mention names that I used to be, I used to run a GNC myself and you, you Mm -hmm. said it right there. There's certain products that you get commission on that you do want to push. And, um, it's, I didn't, don't feel like that at all, you know? And it's, um, I like that. I really do. Um, talking with supplements, um, what, like, what are, is there any supplements that you want to like, uh, talk about right now? Um, as in like, what's, what's, what's hot on the market? Um, what's, um, what's new, what's good. Um, and then what's not essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah. When it comes to supplements wise, uh, there's always, you know, as you know yourself with being in the supplement industry prior, it's always, things are trending, things are hot, things are not, you know? So my opinion, I always like to have a good foundation when it comes to what supplements kind of add to my regimen to help you know, um, add to what I'm taking already when it comes to nutrients, you know, so I'm always looking for something to help with my, with my gut health, you know, you're helping with your gut microbiome. So I'm really a big fan of, uh, probiotics. I'm uh, really good fan of, uh, of greens and reds and really big on, um, just overall things like bone broth getting popular bone broth, Um, collagen products. Those are really good for this overall gut health. And people are realizing now that it's all about taking care of your internal health Mm -hmm. and it's going to, you know, then um, play a big role in your external health, how you look overall, your appearance. So I always push, you know, having good foundation and it may not be just a multivitamin. It actually might be something more raw. So um, people are more so geared to do something healthy and more organic now. So we, I usually recommend taking uh, a lot of greens powders, Um, greens powders that are organic for one, and greens powders that literally give you all your micronutrients that your body needs that you can't really get through your diet. Because people will say, oh, I don't need a most because I eat healthy. You know, I do my vitamins and minerals through my food. Now, I actually, for a job, I eat, I train, I sleep. You know, I work in a supplement store too, but it doesn't really affect my ability to eat, train, sleep. You know, I work eight hours and I get off and I do my thing. I eat, I eat during my shift every, you know, every three, four hours. So with that being said, I can't get my daily amount of nutrients so how can you being someone working the usual nine to five having kids having family not working out for a living um and having it down to a science you know get your reds and greens you can't it's hard to get your micronutrients on top of that too when we work out when we stress we expend all that out of our bodies too so i always say you can't really overdo it um most people should be getting about maybe eight to ten cups of greens a day and wow. most people aren't gonna be doing that at all Mm-mm. and greens aren't lettuce <laughs> greens aren't lettuce it's not tomatoes um Reds and greens, you know, oh. things that are cruciferous, like our arugula, our spinach, our kale, you know, um, those things in abundance we're not really getting daily. And that's what we actually need to actually have our internal um, internal organs and our, our bodies working um, in unison to, you know, um, show that reflection outside as well when it comes to our exterior. So I'm a big fan of greens. I, I do a lot of greens. I'm sure you're a big juicing fan too as well. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen you in yep. that juice section. Mm-hmm. So. The thing about it, too, is once again, we can't really overdo it. And our bodies are using everything we're eating for fuel. We're using that when we're not really, when we're we're eating, we're storing, when we're not eating, we're burning. So everything we're eating, we're burning off. Mm -hmm. So you need to be, you know, supplementing more reds and greens so your body can be more, you know, um, more functional, possibly. Everything's functioning a lot better with the reds and greens. But long story short, you can't get your daily amount of greens and reds, especially being an athlete. Especially being the everyday individual who stresses and has, you know, life to deal with. So I always recommend doing a good greens powder and then just for overall gut health, um, collagen product and collagen's pretty high right now. People are doing a lot of collagen proteins, mm-hmm. people are doing a lot of collagen supplements. That's as you guys know, the most abundant protein in the body. So from your skin, ligaments, bones, tendons, you know, that's really important, something you're looking at doing. And just the quality of protein is we can talk about protein all day long, but just the Sum it up. Protein quality is not as it was when it first came out. It's very saturated, very abundant. Not none of it's really regulated. So people are looking for you know a better quality of protein they can use that can give them numerous benefits without any um, side effects. So Mm -hmm. collagen is getting popular. We're actually bringing in a lot of collagen products this year into the store. Nice. A lot of collagen-based proteins that give you like prebiotics, probiotics, things that your body needs. What's going externally to kind of once again reflect externally. Um, but I would say personally, um, things that your body needs to function, you know, not just necessarily performance wise in the gym, because most people think something you think protein, creatine, pre-workouts, fat Mm -hmm. burners, but things that your body needs as a foundation, whether you're working out or not, um, top of that too, things that, um, I would say maybe that we don't really need to do much of and people start off with would be pre-workouts. Um, when it comes to you getting into the gym and coming to our store, Hey, I'm starting out for the first time ever. I haven't worked out a day in my life. I'm 32 years old. I'm fat out of shape. I need to pre-workout. That's actually backwards. You want to start with a good foundation. You want to make sure your body is primed for the workout regarding what you need nutrients-wise. Your body is out of whack. When it comes to actually micronutrients and overall macros, you're going to actually just burn out with that pre-workout. So... Our job, one thing, is not more to sell. It's more to educate them. So we'll ask them questions, you know, that that's leading to their to their, um, you know, overall goal, and, and we'll kind of educate them. We're not selling them; we're educating them, just giving them advice, letting them know, you know, on top of this pre workout, you can take this and this and that, mm-hmm. you know, to help out. And you know, it's all about building that relationship with us. People, when you go into supplement, you think of GNC, you think, oh, yeah, you guys are trying to sell me on something. So it's more so. Our approach is more so with ease. Mm-hmm. We'll. Talk to them about what they need, but we won't sell them on something. We won't, we won't push them at all. We'll let them know, hey, you're, you're starting for the first time in the gym. You know, your diet isn't there yet. You're not eating enough protein. You're not eating anything to really fuel your workout. Mm-hmm. Here you are taking this pre-workout, which is going to do what? It's going to expend more calories, which you're not taking enough anyways, and, and it's going to pull a lot more nutrients out of your body as well, which is what you don't have enough anyways. So mm-hmm. you might have a better response, you know, in the in the future. Looking you know, into starting with a good foundation, maybe um, a good multivitamin or a good my, uh, micronutrient supplement um, or greens powder. And then they keep that in mind or, you know, depending on who the person is, they'll appreciate that and they'll buy that, um, on top of their pre-workout and come mm-hmm. back later on and say, Oh wow, that worked a lot. I feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, yeah, I, I had no clue what I'm doing. So I'm glad that you're, to, you're to help me out. So mm-hmm. it's more so, um, that's the thing. It's, you can, you can literally anyone who, who's came to our store, they can, you can literally realize when you're talking to us, that you're not being sold at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like you and I usual casual conversation. where We're talking. There's no pushing. There's no. It's nothing is pushed at all. If anything, you know, we should probably recommend more. But it's it's such it's such a like a like a you know just casual you know um, non dysfunctional approach when mm-hmm. it comes to just the overall the experience that we have at the store. So um, I think just most of the people they need to when it comes to taking supplements, it's just more so what's the first thing you should start with. That gets uh, misconstrued a lot because pre workouts are so like they're glamorized. and yeah. you feel you want to be energized and have the focus, but a lot of times you may be lacking energy because of your diet. Mm-hmm. You know, you're missing certain micronutrients, missing certain minerals, and once that gets replenished, you might not need caffeine. And you, know, you might be like, actually, I don't need caffeine. I've been supplementing this product that gives me everything I need nutrients wise that I don't feel I need caffeine anymore. It's, it's, it's wild. I felt I needed caffeine, but really it was more so I had an Ida Ida imbalance in my diet when it comes to my vitamins, something was off that I wasn't getting that feel properly. So, mm-hmm. um, that's usually what we're there to do. And that's something that you can't really get from any other supplement store. So
0: let's talk about that now that you mentioned diet. Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, supplements is to supplement your diet, right? Precisely. Um, so like what, like, can you just give some diet advice to like some people like like that guy, thirty two mm-hmm. years old. Um, I'm, I'm overweight. I'm, I'm overweight. I want to get in shape and I want to work out. Um, what what diet nutrition would you give
1: him? Yeah, that's the thing with diet advice. That's something we do all the time. Now, when it comes to someone starting a diet, like someone wants to do, you know, like keto is popular right now. I want to I want to go into a keto junk diet. Um, you know, thirty five years old. I haven't worked out a day in my life. I'm I'm out of shape. Now, when it comes to diet advice, it's more so going to be based off the person's diet that they're doing currently. Mm. You know, I can't just take you from doing the, you know, three meals a day from fast food, you know, McDonald's, Carl's Jr., Arby's, you know, and then having, having done before you go to bed to you doing keto and me put you on a keto drink diet, your body's going to freak out. Mm -hmm. So it's more so, um, if you're the average person who doesn't have a good balance, good foundation, I'm going to naturally just. Um, Do an approach that's going to have your body not freak out and, and slowly adapt. So it depends on where you're starting at. For someone starting off where they're just the average person eating when they want to eat or grazing or snacking, it's going to be more so just taking slow steps to um, change their diet. So for instance, someone doing the usual three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they're eating carbs, fats, proteins, just fatty fried foods, you know, we're probably going to start with first keeping those, di- keeping the, the meals the same. And we're gonna change the way the change the timing of the meals. Mm. One thing that I focus on is it's I call it the macro the macro anabolic approach. So it's literally it's literally giving you all your micro and uh, and macronutrients you know um, during the perfect times you need for growth, weight loss, recovery, fueling the workouts. So it's more so timing when it comes to actually the actual meals you eat your body doesn't really start breaking down that food until about two hours after you've eaten it. Mm. So the usual people who eat every every two hours or when they're hungry or when they're grazing and it's not working for you and you're trying to lose weight, for instance, I would then, you know, space that apart and say, okay, let's, if you're eating your three meals a day and you're snacking in between those meals too, Mm -hmm. you know, let's just, let's space things out. So I'm not gonna, the first few weeks, I'm not gonna make a big deal about your eating at all. It's more so the timing. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's pick your three meals a day and let's eat it instead of every two, three hours, let's eat it five or six hours. Interesting. Yeah. And do that for the first week. Um, and then from there, that because we're starting to, you know, ch- starting to change things, but it's not too dramatic because our food's the same still. Mm-hmm. So doing that, making our meals later instead of eating as often, that's going to slowly get our ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone, to slowly start declining. Because mm-hmm. most of us eat when we're hungry mm-hmm. or we eat when we're bored. And if you are eating when you're bored, that's a that's big deal. Eating when you're hungry. That's not a big deal. But if it's to the point where you're not losing the weight, then something has something's got to change then. So long story short, we go from eating eating uh, less often. Once that once that starts to to kick in, we start cutting back the food. Because as you're eating less, your body's going to drop and grow and grow. And when you're growing spikes, that's telling your body to eat. But it's more of like a wave. You know, you guys, you body knows yourself too when you're you're hungry, but mm-hmm. you're working. Mm-hmm. And you're you're busy, and, you're, and then your hunger goes away. Mm-hmm. Your ghrelin level spikes, so your ghrelin tells you, "Hey, time to eat." You can easily ignore it, mm-hmm. and then it goes away. A few mm-hmm. hours later, oh, I'm hungry. You know, it's kind of like our like our circadian rhythm. You eat in the morning because you're hungry because you've been fasting all night. Mm-hmm. You know, you have breakfast that's fully digested, fully gone. You you get hungry again because lunch time, mm-hmm. dinner time. So you're gonna have that have those waves. So when it comes to actually eating properly and you're trying to get your body to actually lose more, lose more weight and burn fat and calories. Cause like I said before, when we're eating we're, we're actually storing when we're not eating, we're burning. So mm-hmm. the idea is to have our body burning, you know, what we're eating daily. And for someone who's been eating horribly for like five, six years, it's not gonna happen over, overnight. We mm-hmm. have to take very small um, steps towards the weight loss to our bodies and freaking out. Cause a lot of hormones are involved. People don't realize a lot of foods, um, it will trigger a hormone response. You know, we know carbs and sugar spike insulin, which is your fat storing hormone. If we're doing more, um, veggies and and proteins and fats, that's going to drop our, uh, our our insulin levels. So we can actually burn more fat. It's going to turn on the growth hormone levels so we can burn more fat. So it's just more so finding an approach that's going to be, um, with ease because my whole approach is more so lifestyle. So When you're dieting, it's more so something you're doing to restrict calories and something you're doing temporarily. Mm -hmm. I would assume if someone wants to get in shape and and compete or whatnot, it's going to be more of a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. So they can adjust and kind of do it year round. So most people, when they start cutting back, when they start cutting back the time, they're going to notice they're hungry less. When, as they, as they're less hungry, we'll have them eat less and eat less and eat less. So... It's more so tre- uh, training your body to actually eat when you're only hungry. And when you're used to always eating and grazing, eating and grazing, you know, our, our bodies are going to always have that, have those spikes in ghrelin because you're always snacking this time, you're always eating this time. So mm-hmm. the more we can slowly cut back and we can slowly get through those ghrelin spikes, the less the ghrelin spikes is going to happen. So the less spikes you have, the less hungry you are. And so it's more so getting those, that, that hormone to stay stay low to where we can actually be burning more fat through having insulin levels drop and actually still um, eat when you're hungry. But as you eat eat, um, as you eat more and more, you're going to notice you're going to be eat, um, being less and less hungry as well. So it's more so just um, slowly cutting back because most people, when it comes to dieting, they dive into it way mm-hmm. too hard. They just like head first. I'm doing keto. My body's totally just running off carbs and sugars my whole entire life. But I'm going to go fat and And they literally crash and burn. Mm -hmm. So it's more so a lifestyle approach. So if you're not really wanting to, you know, crash and burn or do like a crash diet, you know, it's, it's more so taking the steps back. But most people would notice as they, um, you know, go backwards and eating less and less calories, but doing it with ease, they're actually going to notice they're not as hungry and it's not as challenging. And once we have it to where we're eating, maybe, um, three meals a day, no snacks, no grazing. Then we can maybe start from there, uh, cleaning up the actual meals itself. Because you don't people don't realize as they once you cut the cut the snacks out, you're going to lose weight. Mm. Once you eat less, you're going to lose the weight. So we don't have to go as dramatic. We can take steps, steps, steps. You know, um, without going as dramatic. That way, you don't have a crash and burn effect. And most people, when they're dieting, which is why most of us diet our whole lives, especially especially women, mm. is we the approach that we take is way too dramatic. It's your our bodies especially, like once again, we've always been eating, if someone who's out of shape, they've always been their whole life, for instance, they're not going to just change overnight. It's got to be more so steps gradually, you know? So it it depends on the person, you know, when they're going to someone who's an average person, you can't be like, you know, yourself or myself overnight. It takes years mm-hmm. for a body to adapt. So it's just more so taking the proper direction to slowly take the steps and slowly cut the calories back. And then um, as we, as we adapt, we can then, you know, um, change the diet and get more and more strict. But it's just more so uh, taking the time to take the steps back. And it's just, that takes, takes time. Most people don't realize when it comes to dieting, our bodies, you know, it's a lot of it has to do, has to do with our, with our, with our, with our mentality. A lot of us aren't really used to having a strict diet and we know what you want, but it's more so how do we get it? And, and a lot of us want want things overnight. That's the, that's the, that's the, you know, the big thing about it is you want things overnight. You want things just, just, I want it now. Now I'm just mm-hmm. going to kill it do my two hours of cardio a day and eat my steak and asparagus. And no, it's not like that. Your your Mm -hmm. body is going to be like, what the hell, bro. And you're going to lose maybe five, 10 pounds of water. And then you're just going to crash and burn and get over it. so it's, it's literally more so taking things on as a as like a lifestyle, you know, and just, just taking the gradual approach, which comes back into having someone who can properly, you know, assess what you need personally, based off your goal, based off what you've been doing your whole life, because Everyone can't follow the same approach, unfortunately. There's no one, one diet wonder where you can just follow this and you'll, you'll be good. It's, it's literally got to be customized and pinpointed towards your goals and what you can do physically, mentally. That's a good point, man. Mm-hmm. And, and you literally nailed all the points
0: right mm-hmm. there. Not one diet is going to be right for you. It's going to be a diet that's going to be custom to you. And especially on what you're eat, currently eating now uh, and what you're doing, and it all comes into play. Um, do you wanna? I, I have a quick question, man. What What do you think about fasting?
1: I'm actually became a fasting freak over the last uh, two years. I know you do fasting as well, mm-hmm. or you, at least you you dabble in it. Um, I think fasting is for me, being a bodybuilder. I'm like what I'm two thirty five right now. For me, being a bodybuilder, that fast. People are just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, how are you fasting? Why are you fasting? You're just. Yeah. But I think fasting is is amazing. You know, um, I, I can slow. I can talk about that all day long. But we'll just the reason why I fast. And the reason why I'm behind fasting, and the reason why I, you know, encourage fasting and I preach fasting, and the reason why people who I put on fasting, they just love it, and they, it spreads like freaking like like a, like a drug. Everyone mm-hmm. just runs after it. But the thing about fasting is it's, it's literally like that that cheat code I that they use, like a cheat code for literally um, restoring everything. You know, um, you guys might know about the about autophagy. Um, pretty much, our bodies are able to actually reset and use what's, what's um, pretty much our bodies are, are resetting and everything that, are, that we need to burn off that, that's just, that's junk that's just hanging around. That's what your body's going to be using for fuel. Um, in return, you know, we're able to actually detox and cleanse and reset. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll use an example, someone who's trying to lose weight and they're eating every two hours and they're doing their cardio and they're doing their weight training and they're still. Not losing the weight. You know, it could be your levels are really high in insulin. So when your insulin levels decline, you know what happens? You're going to drop insulin. You're going to increase hormones like your norepinephrine. Um, those are going to increase lipolysis, which is going to allow your body to burn more fat. So when you're fasted, you're more so um, turning on your, your ketones, your body's burning through glycogen, which is your body's main fuel source. But when your body's out of glycogen, your body starts producing ketones and that's kind of going into ketosis. Like I would say fasting is kind of like the, the start of a keto diet. You know, your body is using ketones for fuel. So you might start noticing overall just feeling better, uh, mental clarity. But the reason why most people fast is to for two things, um, mental health. You know, so you you have that clarity. You have that overall, like kind of like a gateway drug. You feel better. You feel like a natural high. And for two, it's more so like weight loss purposes. You'll lose weight and you will preserve muscle and you will actually feel better and recover. So someone like myself, who's a bodybuilder, who always has been like, you know, beating the head with, hey, eat every two hours or you're going to lose your gains. If you're not, you know, if you're doing working out fasted, you're losing your gains. But diving into fasting And doing clinicals on myself and doing clinicals on my clients and seeing that there is no, you know, catabolic effects as you thought it would be in the gym. If anything, you actually feel more anabolic and you have more fat burning when you're fasting. That's what I've, you know, that's the reason why I kind of ran with it because I figured, let me try it. You know, you see so much people um, that have muscle and that you see in the gym that, hey, you got to eat every two hours. You got to do this, got to do that. I'm like, well where's the science, you know, where, where's the backing behind it? You know, let me, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to do it myself. And I tried it. And for me, I actually like training. I train fasted usually, and I'll usually, I'll do more of a carb backloading approach. So I'm usually fasting or doing low carbs, um, before I train throughout the day. And usually towards the time I'll have my carbs, which is a different approach than usual, but just the fasting idea is people think that you're going to lose muscle. You're going to feel weak. You're going to lose your hair. You're going to look like crap. It's like, it's, it's really, really, really trippy. And and th- I think that too, like you're not eating at all. So why not? Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize how miraculous our bodies are and how they can adapt. And, and once you actually dive into fasting and how much of a positive benefit your body has um, with just overall rejuvenation and cleansing and detox and maintenance, the thing about it is we stress all the time. We stress when we eat we your train, when you when we're at work, you know, uh, highs and lows with, with your girlfriend or boyfriend. So giving your body a break, think about kind of, kind of resetting your body, like turning the turning the TV off, turning it back on. It's, that's kind of how fasting is. You're, you're giving your body a break to just kind of like, oh my God, I can, I can finally take the garbage out and mm-hmm. spring clean. And your body's literally just kind of going through everything that you don't need. That's been just sitting around and it, it literally burns all that up and you just feel so much better because your body's like, thank you for not for giving me a break from all the stress. Mm-hmm. Cause when we eat we're body stress, we're stressing all this stress is good, but find that balance to so where our body can kind of reset and restore is something that we need. And I just felt overall, like my look is a lot better than usual. Like my, me not eating as much and me implementing fasting at least once a week, I feel that my body just overall is responding a lot better without having to work as hard. Because this time around, my whole being thirty now, I'm like, let me just find a smarter approach. How can I work smarter, you know, instead of harder, mm-hmm. and get the same result? Is that possible? You know, I want longevity in the sport. I want longevity in training. So, me doing fasting, I feel that it's a lot better approach. I can train with ease. I can still go heavy. I actually did a, um, I won't say documentary, but I did like an Instagram, where I did a five day fast, just mm-hmm. just for the heck of it. And I did before and after photos, and people couldn't tell. Either or they couldn't tell which was before which was after. So, long story short, I didn't lose any muscle after five days of fasting. Long story short, I wasn't full. I, I, sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't flat. I wasn't stringy. I still had my fullness. I still was. I still vascular. And on the fifth day, actually the fourth day, I went to the fourth day to train, and I did legs because I figured you know me doing fasting for, for the first day in training, I still have flex in my my body still. I'm like I'm gonna still be you know, running off of carbs, but let me wait till the the fourth day to do a fast to uh, into the fast. And let me do my leg day, which is like the probably most brutal workout of Mm -hmm. all things and see how I feel. And I actually felt it was, it was trippy. I felt better than ever doing legs fasted fourth day of not eating food, just literally having minerals and water, you know, upside vinegar, and lemon juice, but no food, you know, on a 230 pound frame and still go to the gym and have a crazy workout. Now I will say my strength wasn't, wasn't really there But my endurance, energy, focus, like I I was able to still get through an entire workout. I wasn't dizzy. I wasn't nauseous. Didn't pass out. Now, I didn't have my full strength. That's one thing I'll say, you know, but I still had the performance to train still. And I still felt really good training. I felt, if anything, my endurance was better. Mm. That's one thing I've noticed, too. I feel that when we're actually using ketones, we have a better, um, we're in a better state for cardio. I feel Mm -hmm. we have more endurance. So overall, you know, fasting for me, I think it's just something that we can use as a tool. Use it when we need it, whether it be for a shock in the body or for overall maintenance, clean things up. But um, a lot of uh, positive things with fasting, and it's, that's another thing trending too with the keto diet is a fasting. But it's more so just knowing the facts behind, you know, these type of uh, approaches instead of assuming. But uh, with with fasting overall, you definitely. Don't really lose muscle. I, I wouldn't really say it's necessary to do anything over two days if you're trying to just maybe um, cleanse the body for like maybe a reset regarding like, you know, inflammation or if you have any kind of gut issues or if you want to just kind of uh, spike growth on for weight loss. I don't think anything over two days is necessary if you're trying to do something for maybe like a detox purposes or you have any kind of like gut issues or you're having anything like dramatic to where you would need to fast um, longer than that would be necessary, but someone who just wants to do like a shock for their body regarding in the gym and the workouts, weight loss, I think two days is perfect. But um, a lot of positive benefits with fasting. Awesome, man. Um,
0: would in would you recommend even like an intermittent fasting, like maybe having like sixteen eight or an eighteen
1: six, or like what? What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. That's something that I can I would say that you can kind of do as a lifestyle is maybe like a 168. You know, I've actually been doing more of eight sixteen, so I'll eat eight hours first, fast sixteen hours, not flip back and forth. Mm. The only thing with the because uh, the thing with fasting is usually when you hit that 16 hour mark, that's usually when your body is more so tapping into ketones. So doing that on the daily basis isn't too dramatic of a shock to where you, you know, want to eat, want to kind of chill on that kind of thing. So I would say 16 hours is good. But if you're doing like you know the omed, you know, which or OMAD however you want to call it, which is the one meal a day. So, you're doing like a 20, uh, uh, one meal a day. So, some people do like a 20, 24 hour fast, but that's something you can do as well. But I would say the 16 hour fast is something you can do on a daily basis. People say when it comes to like the fasting, all the time, doing like 20 plus hours a day. It's it's not really healthy on the body. Mm. And in my opinion, the thing about it, your body gets used to it. You know, I like, I like having variety. I think if you're doing a 16, eight, mm-hmm. maybe every other day or three days a week, your body's going to have a better response. So and the thing about it too, our bodies adapt all the time. So you're doing the same approach all the time after a while, your body's going to get used to it. So I, I feel it's not always good to do 24 hour fast all the time, or, you know, even like a 16, eight, but I'd say as a lifestyle, you know, do like a 16-8, maybe Monday through Friday. Weekends weekends take the weekends off, get your body a reset so your body is kind of nice. shocked. So keep everything differently. But there's not really any negative when it comes to uh, fasting. If you're doing um, a 16-8, keep in mind, 16 hours, your body's burning fat. Like I said before, when you're eating, you're storing. When you're not eating, you're burning. So your body's burning fat. Um, someone starting off with fasting, definitely I would say do a 16-8 instead of a 24-hour fast. Get your body, like, Let your body adjust. And if you can't do a sixteen yet, do a ten hour fast or an eight hour fast. Keep in mind when you're when you're sleeping, that's still considered fasting. So if you're sleeping eight hours, that's fasting for eight hours. And you wake up eight hours more, sixteen hours. You're done. That's sixteen hours of fasting. Perfect. So most people fast without realizing they're fasting. Oh, I can't do that. I'm like, well, when did you eat uh, last night? Well, it's five p.m. You've <laughs> you've been fasting yeah. all day. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's like that. So that's that easy. Yeah, it's literally yeah. It's, it's literally that easy. So I think. Um, a lot of us fast without realizing that we fast. So if you can just avoid grazing when you're at work, and then get home and have that one meal like you've been doing your whole your whole you know last two years, you can actually fast. It's more so uh, most people like to graze and graze. But if you can, but some people will be stuck at that job paperwork wise, you know, doing things all day at work, and they won't realize they haven't eaten all day, and they go home and have their you know dinner, but they've been running off a of black coffee or black tea, and that's you're still in a fasted state. Then your body's your body is fasted, so if you can realize that, hey, I actually do fast, you know, uh, a lot of times without realizing it, you can actually, you know, do that more often and then implement more of a sixteen-eight approach, you know, and just the, the variety. But I think just our bodies like to adapt, as you, as we all know with everything. So I think doing a sixteen-eight fast or a twenty-four hour fast, and even like a bone broth fast. I was talking to a client about bone broth. You know, even a bone broth fast with just the gut health overall. If you have like a gut issue, you know, you don't want to pop. You don't know, maybe. Necessarily, necessarily fast, but you're doing it for like gut health purposes, mm-hmm. uh, bone broth, you know, just the, the amount of collagen you have in bone broth for your gut is really good. If someone's having like issues with like, um, any kind of gut issues, you know, if you have leaky gut, leaky gut issues or anything bothering you where you feel that everything's causing you to have gas and blowing no matter what you eat, maybe you're looking at doing like a bone broth fast where you literally just have bone broth, you know, whenever you're hungry. And that's literally gonna soothe the gut. That's literally gonna help out with overall just balancing your gut overall, so you can actually feel better going into your meals again when you actually go to eat. So there's different kinds of fasts, like you said, the 16-8. You know, there's there's the OMAD, which is the one meal a day. There's 20 hour fast, 24 hour fast. I just like the the whole variety, and it's all more so you know what's your purpose to fast? What are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. If you're really trying to you know get rid of inflammation, or you're really trying to you know get the gut to kind of you know restore and balance out. Um it would be more of a long duration if you're using it more for weight loss uh, purposes or muscling purposes. I would probably say do it more for sixteen
0: eight mm-hmm.
1: yep. awesome
0: um thank you for that man it, i i there's a lot of people who have lots of questions on that mm-hmm. and and good and bad, you know they're like, oh the, I, um fasting's stupid or like or oh, yeah. the uh, fasting is great, but they do it for like Ten days, and I'm just like, how do you do that? <laughs> so on your five day fast, like, what did what did you have? You said you had minerals, apple cider vinegar. What what, what did you have yeah. on your five day fast? That's
1: the thing, like, like us being athletes, we have to realize when we're gonna fast, we have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to get in our micronutrients um, without breaking a fast. You know, we can't have bone broth, unfortunately, if you're gonna be fasting, like, like a true fast, because that's calories, it's mm-hmm. fat. Even certain vitamins that we have. Um, if you're having a vitamin that's, that's going to be a, a soft gel, that's fat, unfortunately. That's going to break a fast. Mm. Um, when I did my fast, I, I strategized. okay what's what's going to be the best approach I can do that's going to keep my body um, anabolic and preserving muscle while fasting? And what doesn't break a fast? You can do creatine. It doesn't break a fast at all. You can do minerals. You know, Minerals are just literally minerals your bodies need doesn't break a fast. You can do, of course, water, apple cider vinegar. In my opinion, uh, lemon juice, lime juice, you know, in moderation, that doesn't break a fast either. You know, the liminoids are really going to help out with the overall cleansing your liver route too. So my whole I- idea was just kind of what can I do to kind of help with the fast, you know, help with, with the muscle detox and, and overall just benefit me um, without breaking the fast. So uh, my protocol was literally um, beef broth. So just pretty much um, salt from beef. Beef broth, uh, which is no calories, just just straight salt and minerals. Um, I did a lot of salts. I'm a big fan of salts. Every anyone who knows me, like client wise or you know as as a person, um, I'm always preaching salts because people don't realize that salt is actually an essential, you know, essential element, it's a mineral. And a lot of us who go into fasting or go into keto, we have you know keto flu or issues with brain fog. It's more so because our body is literally pulling um, for sources, we're not eating any food at all. So our body's pulling water, pulling glycogen, you mm-hmm. know, pulling minerals. So one thing that kept me going, I would say, would be salts, you know, uh, Redmond's real salt, uh, pink Himalayan salt, um, Celtic sea salt, you know, different salts will give you, um, high amounts of potassium, iodine, manganese. And those are the things that we need, um, for this overall function. And you might be noticing, when you're doing a fast and you're enough salts that you feel a lot better and you don't have any kind of side effects, people who do it will fast. They'll notice, Oh, I feel like crap or going to keto. I feel like crap is more so because our bodies are literally pulling, um, for sources of fuel and we're not replenishing those sources of fuel. And that's, what's going to throw things off. So, um, I think if you're doing a fast or even in general, if you're an athlete or I would say in general, most people don't really have enough salts because salts are something that they they always, you know, bash and people think, Oh, it's not good for you salts. Now, when it comes to salts, if you're not doing a natural source of salt, something that that's going to be, you know, from like the sea um, or a rock salt, if you're doing like, you know, we'll say the, that black, box of salt with the little girl on the back <laughs> the Morton salt. You don't want to say any names. Are, yeah. Either way, you guys know what that is. Um, you know, that's got kicking agents, you know, that's, that's got uh preservatives in it. You know, that's, that's actually been, uh, it's actually been heated up. So the way it's made is they took all the nutrients out of it. Um, they added they added fillers in it, they added caking agents in it. So that's not really the salt that you want to be taking. That's going to clog your. That's, that's actually going to give you the adverse effects. Mm. For doing real salts, you know, from you know from anci- ancient ancient uh, seabeds, from mines, you know, from the ocean. That's that aren't full of microplastics by the way too. So it's literally crazy how salts, you know, uh, they're not all the same. Put it that way. Mm. Some will have you feeling great in the gym. Some will have you feeling like crap in the gym. So long story short. Um, a lot of us think that we don't need salts because it's not good for you. So a lot of us going to fast, um, not eating salts cause it's not good for us mm-hmm. and we feel like crap. So when it comes to performance and just overall brain function and energy and it's overall being for not having enough salts, um, you know, which is once again, minerals, in other words, then our bodies will be out of whack. So when I'm fasting and I'm not fasting when I'm training, I'm always supplementing salts. So all you do, uh, you can get salt tabs too, but, I like doing just legit salts. I'll salt myself. I'll put it under my tongue before I work out. I'll do it while I'm fasting just to kind of make sure I have everything I need for mm-hmm. just overall function and I feel just better. People don't realize too when it comes to working out and getting a pump, getting vascular, um, it's not about carb loading. We need the salts. Salts are actually going to drive the carbs into the muscle. So if we're lacking salts, we're lacking a pump. You know, if we're lacking carbs and salts, we're lacking a pump as well. So wow. it's a lot of it comes to play in mind. If you want to be, you know, really big and vascular. It's not always about citrulline, arginine. It's more it's more about the minerals, um, and the carbs and the amino acids. So it's a, the salts play a big role. I think it's a good foundation for any kind of athletic performance, any kind of mental performance as well.
0: Well, get your salts in, guys. You told me that. You know, I I, I came to you, I had an issue. Um I was training hard in jiu and um, the next day I literally, I was, I felt like a train hit me so hard and I couldn't function my strength was gone. Wow. Um, my, 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 I was foggy. Um, and you told me to get Himalayan salt and get Redmond salt. You said to do Himalayan salt for pre-workout and Redmond salt for after workout. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I've been doing that and I've been, I've been, I've been literally putting like a, a teaspoon of salt in my water nice. and, um, you know, it, it tastes nasty, but it's just, <laughs> I've gotten so used to it now. Um, and I feel great. Like, I have, I have, I, I, I feel like I can keep training. Perfect. Um, and I put literally all the Himalayan salt and Remnant salt in my food, like, and it just makes it taste that much better. I've just became like a salt man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just love it so much. Like, mm-hmm. it just tastes so good. Um, the Himalayan salt and the Remnant salt, let me just keep t- telling you guys that because that's so different than than the regular, like, the, the regular Morton salt, whatever. Exactly. Um, and I, I feel great. And I, 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 it's just crazy to me just adding that simple thing can like give me all my minerals that I was missing completely. Right. Um so um I recommend salts, guys. <laughs> so does he. Salt, salt, salts. Yep. Um all right, man. So like I just one last question for you. Um let's say somebody like wants to get into like into into this bodybuilding scene. Um just like just some tips of 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 advice, you know, that that like they they're getting started um and they want to compete they're serious um but they're just they're just young in the game like what like what do you tell them like yeah. as a as a as a you know yeah definitely expert?
1: good question mm-hmm. yeah i would say definitely with me you know learning the hard way and me starting at a young age you know i definitely you know give a good give a good advice give a good approach i would say first and foremost would just be you can't do it yourself you know all those people who are great champions you know LeBron James, you know, even bodybuilding, Arnold, the Arnold, Arnold's and Frank Zanes, those guys, they all had a team, you know, it was never like a one man show. I feel, you know, even Phil Heath, you know, um, Sean Roden, the guys that are current champions, you know, Brian Ansley, Classic Physique champion, those guys, they have a team, they have a sports system. So I would say first and foremost, making sure you have the proper people in your corner. When it comes to having people in your corner that are that are for your best interest, that aren't going to bring you down, that aren't going to gas you up too much to where you're getting big headed, even though you shouldn't be. So it's more so, first and foremost, having the right team. You know, when I, when I say team, people who are in your best interest, but also can get you to where you need to be, which is your goal, you know, having your nutrition down. So someone who can help out with your diet, uh, with your posing, with your training, you know, with supplementation. Um, that's going to be your foundation. You don't just go to the gym and start working out and find the biggest guy and do what he's doing. That's that's literally not how you do it. Um, if you really want to excel in the sport, it's all about making the game plan and strategizing correctly. Now, uh, my mentor that I've been talking to for the last six months, uh, Stan McQuay, he's a legend. He's a he's a bodybuilder. He's all he's he's dope. Um, he gave me a lot of a lot of wisdom and a lot of a lot of words um, that I still you know keep in my head to this day. And um, it's just more so really having the the proper approach going into it. You know, you are not going to be an Olympia overnight. You're not going to be pro overnight. You're not going to have 20 pounds of muscle overnight. It's literally um, knowing that it's going to be more of more of a marathon than a race and doing your due diligence and doing everything correctly. Um, But the most important thing I always say is having, having the proper team, but it's literally going to take time. And it's going, to, it's going to be more of a lifestyle change. You know, you have to really find out what works for you. You know, when it comes to proteins, people eating chicken and fish, you may not respond to chicken very well. You might have issues with gas and bloating. So you can't really just have a diet and follow it. It's got to be a lot of fine tuning. As you get more muscle and more size, you have to tweak things often as well. So it's literally having having the team and having someone who really is in your best interest and someone who can keep, you, keep your uh, you know head just straight in the game um, overall, and then even going into a a bodybuilding contest, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, it's, it's a little political as you guys know too, but it's, it helps a lot for you just to be humble. You know, it's when it comes to the bodybuilding, you're on the stage yourself. So it's, it's, it's more so, you know, you have, you have those people behind you supporting you, but when you're on stage, you have to actually make sure you're, you're being humble and and people are, you can be cocky and arrogant, you know, that's, that's that's all fine and dandy at all. But I think the sport itself people think that we're arrogant douchebags as it is. So I, I think, you know, having that proper demeanor to where you're, you know, you're, you're encouraging, you're motivating, um, and you're humble as you're um, growing and, and getting better in the sport, but anyone starting out, you know, just more so having the proper start because you can literally crash and burn. There's been a lot of guys who have started Bibling during my time and they're either injured, hurt or retired. You know, they didn't really make it to the pro the pro level because starting off at a young age, like I did, like, Back when I was, you know, in high school, you know, you can easily burn out because you're starting at such a young age and you're so immature and you can get the wrong direction and that can literally just ruin your dreams. So I would just say it's all about having the proper team that can actually really um, guide you in the right direction towards your goal and just staying humble, you know, staying humble and having the right mentality and not thinking it's going to work overnight. It's going to take time. I've been at this since 06, still not pro. Uh, I'm not shamed. I I literally don't regret anything. I I, I liked it. The fact that I learned the hard way, because I can literally tell people who are starting out, hey, don't do this. This is what I did, you know, and it didn't work out. Do this instead. So I feel that, you know, I can actually give more advice now that I've actually been through a lot more, you know, trials and tribulations. But overall, just the fact that I have a better team now, I just feel so more confident. And I feel that I'm on the right plan, Right. uh, I'm on the right frequency, we'll say now with training to where. I can excel. And once again, you know, it's, it's not the sport, you know, it's not really something that you can just, you know, um, turn pro and become great overnight. It's something you want to really, you want to purposely, um, take your time with the sport. You want to kind of grow your name. You want to do numerous shows. The more wins you get the better, you know, you want to be known as that guy before you even turn pro to Mm -hmm. be, to have a name and have a following and and have, you know, have that, have that brand of your own before you turn pro Mm -hmm. that should be more of the game plan. I would say personally, going into, nationals for your pro card and people knowing you and seeing this guy should be pro and people following you before you're pro that's the main thing about it. a lot of people these days they're really focused on getting that pro card mm-hmm. i want to turn pro i want to turn pro you turn pro then what you're st- you're in the pro league just like going from you know from high school uh basketball to the pros like yeah. you have to really actually work hard because it's a whole different world yeah so you should be priming yourself you know um to be a champion before you've even you know got there that's this. And that's all falls down to the right, the right uh, team, and the right backing you have. That's a good point, man. Mm-hmm.
0: And what, what's your what's a, what's your next show? What's your next goal? What's, what are your goals for for these uh, coming years or this next year?
1: Yeah, uh, this next goal just just literally working with with my team at Smash and just um, figuring out what the next game plan is. I do want to compete this year, but my mentality is just I want to have a package that people are just they can't stand to not to turn away from. They have to look at it. They have to stare at it. They're going to be wild. So my goal is just to have the best physique and I feel until I have the best physique, I think we're all on the same page between, uh, you know, Nick and I, and, and, uh, and bliss is that, um, just me having the best physique because the fact that we're working together now, we're able to actually improve. We're, we're going back like maybe f- five, six years ago and, and fixing things that I, that I could have been, that, that weren't fixed for. So mm-hmm. we're, we're really reinventing my physique put it that way. So I feel, um, I have a show in mind, you know, there's the Lou Frigno legacy, I did that show last. I won my class, but I lost the overall though. You know, so I, I want to really go back to that show and do that show again. That's in October. So if everything goes well, maybe late, late this year competing. Um, but overall, my, my goal is just literally to be structurally sound, you know, like have no flaws, just have have the best physique on stage. You know, that can't be denied. That's the overall goal. You know, now that I'm 30, I have a lot more maturity too. And I'm starting to notice more, more density and more size, um, now they have more age on I me mean, as well, but overall, my, my goal is to look into competing in October, but I'm not going to really have that show set in stone because I really want to just have my physique looking like, wow, yep. you know, like, wow, I look like, like I want to have the physique first, you know, um, my overall goal is to have head to toe, you know, uh, people say, Oh, black guys don't have calves. You know, I'm trying to <laughs> get, get rid of that myth. You know, my goal is to have, you know, head to toe, we'll, we'll say a calf, a calf, calf's enough to have calves. So. A fully structured balanced physique it doesn't you don't you don't need calves to win olympia guys but my overall goal has always been perfection that guy that cordell nixon that guy was fully put together head to toe he was that black guy with crazy calves you know you didn't know he was black <laughs> from his calves but he was black definitely like that having that look um head to toe is my overall just just goal and once i um feel i'm ready to go and my team's like hey let's 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 fuck it up then well that's what we're gonna do go nice guys
0: nice that's awesome all right, guys, Cordell Nixon, the next Mr. Olympia. I think you really appreciate it, Nixon. Um, Cordell. Nixon, I don't call you Nixon. Yeah, my dad does. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, just how you call Bill Sadie. so we'll, yeah, we'll go over that. There now. you go. Uh, but thanks, guys. appreciate it. This is Smashcast. Please uh, check out Cordell Nixon on his Instagram. What's your Instagram? It is uh, Cordell 808. Cordell 808 from Hawaii. See, that makes sense now. I never no. knew you were from Hawaii. <laughs> uh, also, check them out at Size Up Supplements on Sahara and what? Cimarron? Buffalo. Buffalo. Sahara and Buffalo. Check them out, guys. Um, check out Smash Iron Fitness. Uh, receive 15% off after listening to this. We are having a special. Come and check us out. Check out Size Up Supplement as well. You guys get a that nice little hookup as well. Oh, yeah. Um, we love you guys. Appreciate your support. Peace. Peace out.